It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to Tales from 2 a.m. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Happy Steeler Times Day. Jeff Hartman is along with me today. This is a special guest that is more special than anything for me to be able to host a show. I've never hosted a show with Jeff Hartman <laughs> as my guest. So this is a big deal. Co-editor of BTSC. I'm loving it. So uh, Jeff, I gave you that trivia question and everybody in the live chat knows it because we discussed it. Big Bro oh. Sco is saying that that uh, Dave would have known this because I thought I would have stumped him. Now, Dave's not in the live chat, but Big Bro is he's sticking up for his little brother here, saying that he would have known this. But this is a really, I just found this by accident when I was getting ready for the show. Who do you think that man is? Well, it's going to be someone that I feel like would play, have played with several teams and had a significant impact on other teams. You don't... The thing is, is I know that I don't think this guy did it, but at the, Rod Woodson, I don't think he went in as another, did he? No. So let me clarify that. That that's a that's a good guess, but there he is considered a a major stealer to go in. There are five minor stealers that have not been in the Hall of Fame that are in the Hall of Fame that did not spend their entire career with the the Steelers, and actually Kevin Green's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you have guys like Marion Motley who spent all the time with the Browns. Um, they're talking about Len Dawson, who, you know, he made his money and made his legacy with the Chiefs, Johnny Blood McNally, and Cal Hubbard from the 30s. Now, so they're considered minor Hall of Famers. I consider Kevin Green a major Steeler Hall of Famer for the three years that he was with the team. But I, I can understand why they're classifying them. But in the end, they're black and they wore black and gold. They're Steelers. 
Right. Now, th this is a guy who went in as a player for another team, but spent his, but has a major legacy in Pittsburgh as an assistant coach. So, wait, in, as an assistant coach? So, you're yes. talking about Dick LeBeau? Coach Dad, yes. He is not considered a Pittsburgh Steeler in the Hall of Fame whatsoever because I yeah. consider him, when he went in, I was like, hey, another Steeler gets in. But he is not considered a Steeler. So that that's something very interesting there. You would no one thinks of him as a Detroit Lion anymore. They think of him no. Yeah, you're right. With all his years in black and gold on the sidelines. Love some coach dad. And I actually think, let me ask you this question. This is not on my list. Do you think there should be a wing in the Hall of Fame for assistant coaches? I don't know if they need a wing. I mean, I think that they should be considered, especially if they revolutionize the game in their specific realm. Like Dick LeBeau's 3-4 zone blitzing scheme was revolutionary. I mean, some say that he took it from Dom Capers and kind of evolved it into his own, but still it was Dick LeBeau's scheme that was it, – it, it confused quarterbacks. No one knew how to attack it. Now they eventually figured it out, as they always do. But I, I think that when you have an assistant coach that is like that, not just coaches for a long time, not just has a lot of success, but changes the game in some way, shape or form. I think they absolutely should be considered. Um, I think the bill Nunn getting in is a, is a huge factor in this. Uh, you know, you think about what he did for the game as a, as a scout and, and definitely when it came to the diversity in the NFL, but yeah, I think that I don't, they don't think they need a special wing. They deserve to be in there just like everyone else. If they impacted the game that way. I meant as a special category. You're right. That's uh um, yeah, I, I, I don't think everybody would be running to the uh, assistant coach wing. Um, <laughs> but so my bad on that. Um, Buddy Ryan would be in there. Guys yeah. like Norv Turner, Wade Phillips, and of course, Dick LeBeau. So let me let me go ahead and ask you this. This just popped into my head right now, too, when we were talking. You talked about a major influence on the Steelers. We lost, the football world lost a great this week. In Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah. And Marty Marty Schottenheimer, believe it or not, had a great influence on the Pittsburgh Steelers because he mentored Bill Cower. So with Bill Cower, um, you know, learning learning to coach basically with a guy like Marty Schottenheimer for those years, um, that's a guy that's not in the Hall of Fame. And it's uh, very sad that we lost him this week. Could you see a guy like Marty getting in the hall of fame on the veterans committee or in the next couple of years being considered. Um, Cause he, I think he was considered on the fringe. He definitely should be considered. Will he get in? That's a different story altogether. I, I think that when you look at Schottenheimer and his numbers, I mean, the guy had a tremendous winning percentage. Uh, the biggest knock on him was that he couldn't win in the playoffs wherever he went, Cleveland, San Diego didn't matter. And I think that when you look at the impact again, when I look at the pro football hall of fame, like I, he's very similar to Bill Cowher, except Bill Cowher finally got the win. He finally got the ring and maybe that's what put him over the top. But if you look at it from a purely numbers standpoint, Schottenheimer deserves it. Like I said, at least consideration, maybe he doesn't get in, but my goodness. I mean, well, shoot, when you think about uh, who's the Raiders coach is getting in this year that he won. Tom two, Flores. He won two Super Bowls, didn't he? Yeah. 
I mean, he he had to wait this long. When when you hear that, you're thinking Schottenheimer might not ever get in, but he should be considered, in my opinion, because he was a great coach uh, and impacted the game in a lot of ways. So speaking of uh, players that should get in and might get in, we were talking about Marquise Pouncey, who just retired over the weekend. Is Marquise Pouncey a Hall of Fame player? Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Or does he wait a long time? So Dermani was not first ballot, was he? No, Dermani waited a few years. Yeah. N- not I don't a think long he, time. Right, but he had to wait. I think Marquise Pouncey is a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. If he would have won a ring, maybe, or, you know, whatever. I'll go on a, out on a ledge here and say that there's he'll get in before Heinz Ward ever does. Heinz Ward will wait a long time. And, you know, we I don't talk- think Heinz ever gets in. You don't sadly. think he gets in? Uh, he, I think he should as a Steeler fan as someone that watched him play every single week for his entire career. And you look at the fact that he's won two rings and has an MVP. Um, it people, I don't know why it, it just, some, some people just look down on him that he doesn't have the gaudy stats of some of these other receivers. I hope he does. I really do. I bet. I don't know. Sometimes heck it took Alan Fanica of what, seven years or something like that to get in. And he was one of the most dominant guards of his time. He made the all 2000 teams and all that stuff. And he had to wait that long. Come on. I don't know. Well, here, Here's the thing about stats and Heinz Ward. He is 14th all time in the NFL in receptions with 1000. Yeah. He's 26th in yards all time. So I would think that you could look at him there. Um, there's two guys ahead of him right now. I think in the rankings, Torrey Holt and Reggie Wayne are probably next. And I would probably the guy the guys that are in the queue. I would say that Heinz Ward is number three. One of those guys probably gets in next year, not Heinz Ward. Um, as you talked on uh, Let's Ride the other day, great show by the way. If you have not had a chance to check out Monday's Last Ride, uh, Let's Ride from last week. I keep on wanting to call it Last Ride sometimes because the un- <laughs> the Undertaker series on WWE Network they call it Last Ride, and he talks about. Um, he basically talks about all his career accomplishments. So I, I mess that up from time to time, That's but okay. anyways, so check that out. It was a great show. We talked, we mentioned, uh, you talking about Zach Thomas and, uh, Brian or- Erlacher ended up being a popularity uh, contest. Heinz Ward. It's, uh, not very popular in other, um, in other NFL locales. Like we live in Maryland, Jeff. And if the Baltimore sun and they just did it a couple of years ago again. When they run a poll of your most hated Pittsburgh athletes or most hated non-Ravens, Heinz Ward's always number one. They yeah. despise that guy. So I'm wondering if that's going to be um, something that's going to plague him. Does he go in as a on the Veterans Committee years from now? Uh, don't know. But there's other Steelers that will be eligible. And one that we've talked about, a lot before you came in, LC Greenwood. Well, now, yeah. Do you think LC eventually gets in? I do. I do. And, and the list of players that people were like, oh my gosh, it's such a travesty that this person is not in, it is definitely dwindling, in my opinion. With Donnie Shell getting in, Bill Nunn now getting in, Alan Fanica getting in, um, uh, Cower, obviously, last season or last year. I think that that list is slowly dwindling. LC is the big name, though. He's the big name that still has to get in. And if once he does, I feel like 
Steeler fans will kind of relax a little bit. Yeah, they're still going to be watching for Heinz Ward, but ultimately, who else are they? Ex- who else are they waiting on? You know, other than Elsie. Yeah. There's one that I have. Um, I'm going to read the li- list, and I'm going to leave this guy for last. The list that I was uh, that I compiled that I don't think they're going to get in, but a lot of people would consider them um, as Hall of Famers if, you, with their black and gold goggles on. Carnell Lake. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Greg Lloyd. Mm. He doesn't have the numbers. James Harrison. Uh, that's interesting. James Ferrier. It's another one. That's tough. I think he should have been defensive player of the year that one year. Um, yeah. 2004. Yeah. He was amazing that year. Dwight White. Yeah. Rocky Blyer. I guess it comes down to, do you think about them as a, as a like Rocky Blyer's name just, it, it brings about so much, you know, it, but it's rarely ever his his performance on the field. This is horrible to say. They, they talk about him being a Vietnam veteran. They talk about him coming back from the foot injury and winning Super Bowls with the Steelers. But no one ever talks about the, you know, Rocky Blyer racking up yards and breaking records and stuff. I I, I don't know. This is where that this is what I hate about the Hall of Fame. This I hate about all Hall of Fames, by the way. It becomes like a popularity contest. People don't like Heinz Ward because they thought he was dirty. And so people won't vote for him because of that. You know what? I love the fact that the Steelers have their Hall of Honor now. They just instituted it in 2017. That yeah. means more to me um, because of that when I'm looking at this list. Two, three more. Okay. Andy Russell. Wasn't alive to see him play. So it's tough for me to say. I mean, I know about him, but. I never yeah. really watched him play. I've just seen him in highlights too, and I'm a lot older. Um, here's a guy that uh, a lot of people are going to talk about. You were alive to to see play. You were alive to talk about him on BTSC, and that's Heath Miller. Yeah, Heath. Uh, boy, it would be great to see him. But I again, he's. It's just. Huh. When I think about a Hall of Fame, you think about who votes for the Hall of Fame, and I said this on my show. The fact that they need people to like stand up and vouch for people, I think, is kind of ridiculous. If you have a vote for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you should be at least be able to do your, you should be at least be able to do your own homework. But I mean, uh, Heath, he was just a, he, he didn't do anything flashy, you know, like nothing flashy. There was nothing flashy about Heath Miller. If he caught a touchdown and flexed his muscles and screamed, people were like, "Oh my gosh, look at that emotion coming from Heath Miller!" Like we've never seen this before. Or I just don't think he gets in. It's again, it's not because of his play. It's not because he wasn't good. He was the, I think one of the best two way tight ends of his era. And I don't know. I I just, it's a popularity contest. Here's the last one that I'm going to bring up. And this is a big one for me. One of my all time favorites. Uh, You probably didn't get a chance to watch him too much, probably at the tail end of his career. And this is going to lead into my next segment when I'm talking about Hall of Famers that I've actually had an opportunity to meet. And my best 2 a.m. story of meeting one of these guys would be Gary Anderson. <laughs> Gary Anderson. I don't know. Do kickers even belong in this pro in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> you can't. Hey, you can't win no, games without a kicker. I, absolutely. Vinnie Terry will be a first ballot, I bet. And Morton Anderson is in. And Gary's not. That's Gary's insane. not. 
And Morton is a guy, I had a chance to interview him last summer. That's right. And I asked him about Gary Anderson. He's like, absolutely. And a game that Morton Anderson and Gary Anderson played against each other is a game that might be keeping Gary Anderson out. And it is the NFC championship game after the 1998 season. And where, uh, where Gary missed that field goal. And then Morton goes ahead and kicks the field goal and, and they go ahead and get in. And he's like, Gary Anderson was, was absolutely phenomenal. And what he did in Pittsburgh, I remember, and this is the story that I told Gary Anderson when I was the morning guy at power 92 in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And they call me and they call me in. And this was during, I'm sure you know this because somebody joked about this the other day, prom promise. Do you remember prom promise? No. <laughs> Nationwide had this thing called Prom Promise, and they went to your high schools, and they talked about how you would sign the, sign something called Prom Promise that you would not drink and drive on prom night, and it was it was a it was a big thing um, back then, and I had to go to all these prom promises as uh, as the local DJ and the local celebrity, which not a celebrity at all. I was just like a guy that had my face on a billboard in a small town. That uh, and I was 21 years old, but it was so I would go to all these high schools and I, I would talk to these. Uh, I would uh, urge them, I would give them like free CDs, like a like a uh, the, who's the spin doctor CD. You would get a spin doctor CD, um, if you signed the prom promise or something like that, and you get this card <laughs> to put in your wallet. So, nationwide would was sending uh. We're sending Gary Anderson to talk to uh, Steelers, and this was right before his last, uh, excuse me, talk to high schools, and this was right before his last season with the Steelers. And so they called me up, and my co-host on the show says, hey, we have a special guest tomorrow. It's a Steeler. I'm not telling you who it is. And I'm like, okay. So I'm there with bells on, and he walks in, and I'm taller than Gary Anderson <laughs> at this point. And he comes in wearing a wearing a suit and he's going out and he's the nicest guy. And he's in the little studio with me. And my, my co-host is like, I got to tell you. And my name was Brian Fox at the time. And he's like, Brian Fox is the greatest Steeler fan that I've ever met. And I'm just there shaking. I'm like, this is awesome. And I'm like, and I turned into Chris Farley from Saturday night live talking to Paul McCartney. Hey, remember that time when you did this? That was awesome. So, um, So I said to him, I said, Gary, this is awesome for me because I remember your first game as a Steeler. It was 1982, a Monday night football game against the Dallas Cowboys. I remember the next morning at breakfast saying to my dad that we finally have our kicker. Then I got on the bus to go to sixth grade and Gary Anderson's (laughs) face went like this. It dropped. (laughs) He was like, sixth grade, man, I feel old. Oh wow! I just got, I just got roasted, Jeff. Chris Farley is not a stretch for bad. That's not well. That's actually a compliment. Chris Farley was a comedic genius of his time. I, he was. He was amazing. But I think it's a weight comment. But I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with your answer and comedic genius. I'm gonna hope. But I think it has. Tommy Boy. To Tommy Boy is still one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> was, all time. Now I mix I mix Tommy Boy and Black Sheep up a little bit because pretty much had Black the same Sheep cast. Black Sheep is basically Tommy Boy Part Two because it was but the Tom- same with David Spade, right? 
Was yeah, he, he yeah, was in that too? it was political. He was uh, trying to get his brother into office, and Chris Farley kept messing it up. Tommy was <laughs> way better. <laughs> Where way are better. you on Beverly Hills Ninja, though? Oh, I didn't. Even, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> Never even watched it. <laughs> um, Port Naquenba asks, "Is that Bad's real hair color, or did he ad- audition for the role of younger Polly on the new Sopranos prequel?" The- <laughs> okay, because Gray's coming in. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that's actually Portna. That is actually a compliment. If you're uh, if you're comparing me to Polly Walnuts, who was actually a uh, he was actually a real gangster, and mm-hmm. I did grow up in an Italian household. I just have the last name Davis because my dad wasn't Italian, but full Italian grandmother. So I kind of take that as a compliment. At least you're not uh, comparing me to uh, um, Steve, <laughs> good old. Uh, Stevie from the East East uh, little Steven from the East Street Band. No, that guy. Um, but also he played he played Bert on uh, an episode of a special episode of uh, Sesame Street as well. So you know, I, I love the Polly Walnuts thing. But so here's the thing: the only the only lottery I'm going to win genetic wise is the hair. So the hair is real. It's my same color. Yeah, the gray's coming in on the side, but not a bald spot to be found. And so now everything else, yeah, I, I'm screwed. But the hair, <laughs> I might die next year, but the hair is going to be good. The hair is going to be yeah. looking good. Um, so anyways, um, so I had an opportunity to meet him. Have you ever had an opportunity to meet any of the Hall of Famers? No. No, no, I, I have not. I have uh, I've actually been to a Hall of Fame and induction ceremony, and it was for John Stallworth. Mm. And I did not get a chance to meet John Stallworth, who is probably one of my all-time favorite Steelers. You know, and it's hard when people ask who my favorite Steeler is. It's hard for me to say because I love all these guys equally. I've had an opportunity to wear Rocky Blyer's rings. I lost the picture. My dad has a picture of him wearing the rings. But I don't have the rings, but he let me put all the rings on on my hand, and I was able to put them out like this. I remember putting it on Facebook saying, check out my my sandwich grabbers here. Because I, I had uh I had all four of the rings. It was it was great. I never wa- I haven't washed this hand since 2008 when that happened. Um <laughs> so and I've had a chance to meet others. I've I've talked about my story with Jack Lambert, how he insulted me, and it was awesome. I talked about my story with Terry Bradshaw how he uh, he gave me a life lesson about uh, honoring your parents. And it was great. I even got a chance to meet a guy like Bullet Bill Dudley before he died, one of the uh, very first Hall of Famers for the Steelers and MVP of 1935. Um, but the guy that I never had a chance to meet was Mike Webster. And my parents had a chance to meet Mike Webster. And he gave me a ball, which in 1982 and he signed it with a date and had wrote this long thing to me and he was it was at a spina bifida benefit who he was the chairman of spina bifida in western pennsylvania for a while and uh, he gave this to my parents and it's something that i keep today it's faded but you can still see it it's one of my my favorite collectibles of all time but as far as steeler hall of famers it is everyone talks about a steeler bias and there's 32 men in the Hall of Fame that represent the black and gold. And as far as I'm concerned, if you belong there, let that number rise. And there's still, there's guys that are going to, uh, there's going to be more. 
Yeah. What about this current team? We talked about Marquise Pouncey. You think he's getting in? Yeah. On yeah. this team, we know Ben's going to get in. We don't even have to discuss that. If Ben right. does it, the, the only discussion with Ben is, is he a first ballot? And I actually think he is. I do too. I don't think first ballot really matters at this point. But on this team, there's some guys that you could talk about. It might be way too early, but I'm going to ask you, I'm going to throw these guys out at you. Do you think these guys will be eventual Hall of Famers or if they'll just be kind of fringe players and be in the Steelers Hall of Honor? Okay. David David DeCastro. I think he has a shot. Mike Tomlin. I think he also will be in. I think he's absolutely. Yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick. If he continues on that trajectory, I don't see why not. Cam Hayward. Nah, fringe player. Fringe. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Joe Hayden. Would he go in as a Steeler or a Brown? Depends. If they if he wins a ring, he maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's had more success in Pittsburgh than his whole Cleveland career combined. I would say fringe player. Okay. Um, TJ Watt. Again, like Fitzpatrick, if he continues on this trajectory, I think, yeah, absolutely. JJ Watt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He has uh three what three defensive player of the year awards. I mean, he was maybe not as dominant now as he was in like 2014, 2015, but my gosh, yeah. Okay, here's the big question. Because I threw that in as one <laughs> one to make the joke, but everybody everything on everybody's mind. And as you know, as you can see, somebody asked me, yes, I'm wearing number 99 right now. I'm wearing my J.J. Watt jersey. No, he's it says, not. It's a, it's a Kiesel jersey. <laughs> it could be a LeVon Kirkland. It could That's be a, true. It could That's be true. a Henry Mondo. You never know with me. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, do you think they've got a shot? Everybody's asking in the live chat. Do you think they have a shot at J.J. No. Watt? Is this a play no. dream? They, it, well, it depends on J.J. Watt and what he wants. From all the reports we've heard, he wants to go to a contender. Would you consider Pittsburgh that? Uh, some would debate that. He wants to go somewhere that, um, well, I guess then it depends on how much money, because there's going to be teams, Cleveland, Buffalo, they can throw a heck of a lot more money at him than Pittsburgh can. So unless he wants the, I want to play with my brothers, let's hope that the Steelers can somehow find a way to fit him into that 3-4 scheme or their sub packages, which I think they could, by the way. Um, check out the site on Monday, we're going to run a uh, film room that Jeffrey Benedict is doing on why JJ Watt would fit perfectly in the Steelers scheme. Um, but I, I just, I just think that the lure of, of money and the lure of maybe a team that's a little bit more set up than Pittsburgh will take him somewhere else. Uh, there's teams like green Bay that are supposedly interested. I'm sure Tampa Bay is going to be looking at him. I mean, Tampa Bay looks like they're going to be loaded again for another run. So who knows? You know, we talked about this the other day, and we talked about Juju Smith-Schuster, how this is going to be his first contract, could be his last contract to go ahead and get. Now, for JJ, he has had a couple contracts. He's made a lot of money. He has a television show on Fox with his brothers, but he is, you know, he's the main driver behind that. He's hosted Saturday Night Live a lot. He has been on more commercials than most Anybody besides a Peyton Manning, as far as an NFL player, you know, he is everywhere. 
Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is probably uh, going to catch up to him soon, but he's on a lot of stuff. So if anybody out there can take less money for a situation just to play with his brothers, it could be J.J. Watt. But the fact that his brothers are on the team are the only hope that you have for him to land in black and gold. That's it. Yeah. He no, wouldn't even be in consideration. I agree so, with that. With that being said, we had a we talked about the Hall of Fame. We talked about we had a lot of fun here, and I appreciate your time. But there's one last major question, and you have the power to resuscitate this. I don't know if you're aware of this, Jeff, but there is a BTSC Hall of Fame, and we do have a Hall of Famer on the roster. I I remember seeing this years ago. Tony Defio was inducted into the BTSC Hall of Fame a few years back. Were you aware that this even existed? Um, I think I remember it. Yeah, because I was the editor uh, when this was happening. Who who was doing it, though? I have no idea. I I have no clue how this ever came about. Yeah, I, I'm not even in the Hall of Fame. I don't think. <laughs> Tony, Tony is... He's the only one, I think, on our current staff, isn't it? Yeah, because when you're talking about tenure, it's Tony, you, then me, probably. As far yeah. as tenure on the, on the BTSC staff. Yeah. Um, so that that's something, you know, when they talk to the commissioner, they ask, you know, uh, will you be bringing this back? Will you be having this? So that's, that's the big question that everybody wants to know. <laughs> and just me is asking... Is it worth the free sandwiches? You know, I mean, would you get free sandwiches to be in the BTSC Hall of Fame? I don't, I don't um, know. So, uh, and she was actually bringing that up because Pramani Brothers said that they would change their name to Watt Brothers if if uh, they can get JJ to come. But <laughs> my question is, I mean, maybe it would be worth a free sandwich um, and a coupon if we bring back the Hall of Fame. So uh, think about that when... Uh, when you're discussing and uh, when you and Dave are discussing the site and discussing all the things that you have to think of, because this is probably major. This is, should probably be top of your list for BTSE. Yeah. Hall. I mean, forget, you know, all the stuff that actually makes money. Let's talk about the behind <laughs> the scenes curtain hall of fame. <laughs> exactly. Um, we're going to get on out of here. Roger David Himes does have a question. Yes. Is that a Brunswick, Maryland railroader hoodie? Yes. Uh, I was a, um, I responded in the live chat, but I, 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 yes, it is. I was a, the head coach of the lacrosse, men's lacrosse team for well over a decade. And uh, Jeff is also going to give me lacrosse lessons in my free time <laughs> because, Lord. because I don't get paid enough for that. I, I don't know if you saw this and this just happened yesterday. Chris Hogan. Yes, that was a great story. I quote tweeted that on my Twitter feed and was like, this is a really cool story. He's going back to lacrosse. Yeah, he's going to the professional lacrosse league. And if you're a Steeler fan, I got to tell you, you have bad memories of Penn State's Chris Hogan. Yes. <laughs> in that AFC championship game from 2016. So um, thanks so much. I, uh, I do appreciate all your time on the show. This was a lot of fun. Um, black and gold goggles. Love you. Thanks. I saying I'm first ballot. I don't think I, I don't. I think I'm going to be like Pete Rose. I'll just have to like set up my little stand outside the BTSC Hall of Fame and beg to get in. So, uh, 
<laughs> so with that being said, for Jeff Hartman, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. I don't care what time it is on your clock. It's 2 a.m. somewhere. And I got to tell you, be safe, be true to yourself, and be behind the steel curtain. We'll see you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.